Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Jesus, I am overjoyed to meet you face to face. You've been getting quite a name all around the place. And so much more. Very excited because tonight, the AfterBuzz special events coverage will be of the NBC Jesus Christ Superstar Live starting now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. And here we are starting at the end. Uh, <laughs> Which I think is only fitting, because uh, if there's ever a story where no spoilers doesn't apply, it would indeed be Jesus Christ Superstar. Welcome to After Buzz's special events coverage. We are indeed talking about NBC's live Easter Sunday performance of Jesus Christ Superstar. I'm Christian Blatt, joined by Drexel Hurd. Hello! And Nate Miller, who is doing, this is your fifth of six shows yes. today? Yes. All right, and our, and our third show. Our together. third show together. Yeah. I feel left out. Yeah, I know you. You really should have I done. You're in. Done Marvel TV I, Weekly. I was with there us. in spirit, right. like uh, this spirit. So there's so much to talk about when it comes to this, and uh, we're hearing a little of uh, Judas, which for me, I'm just going to dive right in. Best part of the show. He's the he was the best combination of great singer and best actor. And I was not familiar with Brandon Victor Dixon. Now, he was Aaron Burr in Hamilton. Drexel, I'm going to defer to you. Was he in the original cast or was he a later production of it? He was a later production. Okay, because I didn't think he was, you know, I didn't see the original production, of course. (laughs) I didn't see it until it came to L.A. I did. Well, good for you. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, he's amazing. And he certainly stood out for me. And, you know, I was very excited for this. I didn't really know what we were going to get with it, in all honesty. Because some of these TV musicals that they've done, the live, you know, some of them have been okay. Some of them have been um, far cry from okay. And uh, I don't know. What did you guys think overall? Uh, Drexel first. Um, well, to echo your sentiments about Brandon Dixon, you know, he is been in not just Hamilton. He was in Scottsboro Boys. He was in Color Purple. He was recently in Shuffle Along. Um, so he is a Broadway vet. Um, this is not his first rodeo. And yeah. so just having him as Judas was kind of a comfort to me after we had gotten the announcements of uh, John Legend, uh, which we'll talk about on I'm, I'm plenty. We, I'm sure. we will talk a lot about John um, Legend. And, the and good, so, the bad, and right, the legend. Right. And, uh, but overall, I just thought the whole thing, I mean, Jesus Christ Superstar, I know it's your favorite. It's my favorite musical. I don't know if it's, like, it's literally my favorite musical. And I don't know why. Like, it's just... Out of all the musicals I could have chosen, Jesus Christ Superstar has always been like at the top. So for me, uh, my mom had the 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 Broadway cast like record, and she would play it a lot. And we had the movie, you know, on VHS because I get it, I'm old. Uh, but uh, so I would see it a lot, and it was always cause the movie's really weird, especially if you're a kid. I mean, it you is. know, and I was a good you know, look, I was a good boy. Went to Sunday school every day and trying to like, oh, these are some people that I've heard of. This is some crazy stuff happening here. So I just knew those songs so well, you know, especially like What's the Buzz more than anything. I, I think that was the one that stuck with me as a kid. I think probably what made me love it more is that I went to a private Baptist school when I was younger. 
And I think it helped me understand these stories a little bit better. I know some people like to think of Jesus Christ Superstar as this like unrealistic thing, but I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if you look at some of the stories in the Bible, they all seem a little unrealistic when it comes down to it. No, somebody um, could swallow a whale. <laughs> I just mean like if you if you're like if yeah. you're looking at it as from a story, you know, and so you know if you look at the story that Angela Weber has put together, it's not far off from things that we have read in the Bible, and I think it just made some of those um, it just enhanced a few of those stories a little bit. Uh, Nate, you and I were talking earlier today a little bit about the show long before we knew you were even going to be on this. We were just right. casually talking about it. Yes, that's how it works. That's how it works. If you're in the building long enough, you'll be on every show. <laughs> but uh, Nate, give us your thoughts, sort of, you know, your familiarity with the show and just, you know, your feelings about it in general and how you felt about it. So, last I night. mean, I, I actually haven't seen, I've heard about the other productions that they have done for their Easter thing and these this new trend of live musicals that they've done. I haven't seen any of them. I haven't heard great things about a lot of them i'm really not a big musical person but in the same way this is my favorite musical um i was a theater kid i did grease i did you know a few of the other ones i've seen wicked which i enjoy and you know the american idiot uh, american idiot musical. yeah i thought that that was good that yeah. was good um but this is to me when i think of what a musical should be it's this show i pers- i mean i think a lot of it has to do with i love that soul sound and also the rock sound together the performances it's the movie performances for me because my both of my parents were big fans of the movie so i heard that record and that that recording and that movie i've seen it like over and over again uh heaven on their minds is like that one with carl anderson is like one of my favorite vocal performances like hands down period um so i was really excited when i saw that they were doing the show uh after i looked into some of the casting uh, i john legend was a surprise, and I hadn't seen Hamilton. I I'd seen him in um, I don't know. I saw him in some movie recently. Brandon yeah, Brandon Dixon, where he wasn't singing or anything. Um, so I had no idea that he was a Broadway guy, uh, and I thought he killed it. At first, yeah. I, I talked to you about this earlier. Like again, because of my being tied to the movie and that performance, I was like, well, this is not Judas. But especially after watching the show and the way that he performs and like you said he as a really phenomenal actor i think he did a great job uh and my overall complaint with the show that i'll say right now is it feels reserved for a show that is a is is kind of about taking a big conserved story and kind of like opening it up and exploring new avenues and being expressive and all this you know 70s vibe stuff that was in the movie and in the, the original you know album I feel like a lot of it was trimmed back and kind of like more reserved than it could have been in terms of not just performance, but also like visual performance, but also vocal performance too, like the emotion and stuff. Yeah, I would say the staging is fairly consistent with kind of the modern staging of it. Uh, I saw the Broadway revival in 2000. And uh, I was uh, lucky enough, uh, about 10 years ago, uh, Ted Neely from the movie actually reprised the role of Jesus on a national tour. And so I got to see that as well. And for me, that's who is irreplaceable is Ted Neely as Jesus. I've right. seen other actors do it. And uh, and there's a key moment in this that I, un- unfairly to John Legend, measure him up against Ted and he didn't even come close. So right. that uh, that's unfortunate. But uh, yeah, to your point, Carl is who I think of first. Uh, actually, that production that I saw with Ted Neely, uh, Corey Glover from the band Living Color was Judas, and he mm. was great. But 
I, I, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to really knock uh, our, our friend in this version of it. I, I don't know. I think he was great and completely unfamiliar with him. You know, I mean, I hadn't seen him in anything, at least as far as I know. Well, I feel like, especially in when, in, in the end, in, in Superstar, like when he actually gets to riff and you see how wide his range is, it's just at that point I was. Two things. One, I was like, wow, he really can sing. And then I was like, well, why didn't we get more of that throughout the show? Why did he, it felt like he kept it all in. All right, it's the end now. Now I can give him those riffs that we really want to hear. I think that some of the Jesus is like, I did the show 15, I don't know, a long time ago um, in North Carolina. And our Jesus, Eric Kunze was amazing. And like, I was just listening to this because I actually have the recording, um, of that and you know and i had to like i listened to john legend's gethsemane then i went back and listened to that one i was like "Mm, okay um and then um and but then when they did the 2000 version um i can't remember who was who's jesus then it was like the one that came out on dvd yes um that was that jesus was great too yeah um so i think that we're you know like i love ted neely um and a lot of the jesus just have to measure up to at least get on par you know, at least, or, or at least come close to that. Or at least and... try. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, look, I mean, we're beating around the bush a lot. And here's, <laughs> here's, here's what I'll say. Uh, we'll start with the good. Let's just dive right in on, on John Legend. I think that he did a fine job for the majority of the show in terms of the songs. There were a few times that I was like, well, this sure sounds like you know, like a, like a bonus track to a John Legend record or, you know, a B-side or something, you know, and there's times where the songs didn't sound the way he expected them to, but of course, look, that's what he sings like. It's fine. Um, but it's funny you mentioned Gethsemane because that is the moment, that high note that Ted Neely hits in the movie. And he doesn't even, it's like, it's not even the same song the way that he doesn't hit that note. And I was, I was trying to explain to my wife, she's like, well, how was John Legend? I'm like, well, you know the part that I like? She's like, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, yeah, he didn't. And, uh, you know, at least it's late in the show, you know, because if, if it was the first song and he did that, then I think it would have stuck with me the whole time. I think he was okay, you know, uh, especially compared to some of these other televised musicals. But uh, he, he definitely left me wanting more. But there were a couple of moments where I was like, oh, okay. So, I don't know. I think, you know, I'd give him... I'd give him a C plus above average because he's not average. You know, he's definitely above average, but, uh, I, I think that, uh, I don't know who would have been a better choice. I don't, I don't have that in my, in my head. I know? think and, and, I'm sure there's plenty. I think yeah, even, uh, just, um, Constantine Morales would have been, well, a better, yeah, but I, I mean, you want to get, choice. you want to get the name recognition. So that's, that's kind of what right. I was trying to but think I do, of. But I do think that Sarah Burrell, I, I think that anybody could have brought, I mean, you know, it brought in 9 million viewers yesterday. Which yeah. is not the eighteen million that Carrie Underwood brought in. Um, well, she's because you know, no but it was one also was the, but Underwood it was also yet. the first one that yeah. they did. So there was a lot of you know eyes on that one. So I think they could have really brought any body in to play Jesus and That's, then filled around because Jesus. Because the show, it, it's not Jesus's show. Jesus right. is not the main character of that show. It's Judas. Yes. So, so even, even even to that point, Brandon Dixon could have played Jesus and then somebody else could have played Judas yeah. and then it would have been, it would have been, it would have been better. But John Legend was a producer on this. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, so it's, uh, I'm sure he had some say as to who played Jesus, um, him. And, uh, but I think, yeah, there were some good parts of him. I was not particularly pleased with what I like to call the 
his clenched fist and shoulderography that he did a lot <laughs> during the performance. Uh, but he did it a lot. And Beyonce did it when she was in Dreamgirls too. If you remember, like she, she did a lot of shoulderography and, and John Legend couldn't get away from that. But I remember I was watching a lot of the feeds and a lot of people were saying that John Legend had blew his voice out in the first act. And I'm like, John Legend couldn't have blown his voice out in the first act because he could barely get through the temple. And the <laughs> temple is an area where... You just have to. I mean, that's a, that's nothing but high notes in yeah. that. And he couldn't even hit those, so he couldn't have blown his voice out in the first act because it was not there to begin with. So if he blew out his voice, it was in dress rehearsal. It, it was probably in that it, too. It's, yeah. an, it's entirely possible. Yeah, because it's such a different style of singing. I mean, he can do a two-hour concert of his material and be fine, yeah. but when you have to sing this, you know, these songs in the way it's expected. Uh, you know, I think you're not as well prepared for it. I did. I did write down yesterday. Just one last thing that I think that the director did John Legend a disservice by allowing him to play Jesus the way that he did, because during a lot of the a lot of the Hosanna and all that that kind of walking around stuff, John Legend played Jesus as somebody that I had not seen in any production, which was more of the rock star Jesus, and I've never seen a Jesus play to the to to what Judas thought that he was. And instead of being this loving Jesus who went out amongst the people, who was like, you know, nurturing to the people and all that, and it became about John Legend and less about Jesus for the people. Yeah, that's why I really liked a lot of the costuming and stuff that they did, but I did not like the Jesus robe thing. It was like so much. <laughs> the easy robe? It was. It really was. It, it was like something that would be out of his yeah. collection. Yeah, I mean, and, and every, I mean, I don't know, it just... It's just, it's not very, I am trying to be the same as everyone else-ish as, as we would expect from Jesus. It was, it just came across as like, I'm better than you. I'm above you, which well, is, feels odd. The rock star angle is interesting when you think about the fact that, you know, the, this show was originally done as a, as a concept album right. and it, it was, uh, Ian, uh, Ian, mm-hmm, Ian Gillian from, uh, Deep Purple was the singer and so he just was like and they wanted him to do it on broadway and he's like no i'm gonna go on tour with my rock band and not do that but so (laughs) you would have had an actual rock star in the role so it would have been interesting to see if you know way back then was that the intention uh you know and i thought that they dealt with it from a modern point of view in a good way where you know the reporters were very tmz-ish you know after he's arrested and all that which uh I don't know. I think if you told me that was going to be in there, it would have bothered me. But in the moment, I'm like, actually, no, I think that kind of worked a lot better than than I would have expected, you know. So treating him as the superstar, I, I think, was really the way to go when you have, you know, someone who is a fairly well-established right. singer. That part right. is fine. Like, And I've seen they, – they did a revival in 2012 um, on Broadway that was somewhat similar to that. I just meant the way that John Legend acted as Jesus yeah, – yeah was not was I'm a rock star hear me roar type which no Jesus has ever played no actor has ever played as, as far as I've seen no actor has ever played it right to that degree where it's been like hey look at me and like Ted Neely didn't play it like that and none of the other Jesus no ever you like felt that other times other portrayals it's much more sincere right. when he's saying to everyone is like well, you say that you call me exactly that. He's like, that's not me which but, is in the lyric yeah exactly. <laughs> you know? like, and so when it gets to that point you're like no dude you, you think that too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about uh, Sarah Bareilles, who, uh, you know, I, I certainly knew who she was. And I, I can't say I was excited about the casting. And even when it started, I'm like, okay, she's okay. Then, as I was telling Nate earlier, uh, when I don't know how to love him, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's why she's here, you know. And sometimes with these, you feel like they do pick people for the name recognition. And when you get somebody of name recognition and they're good, well, that's what you're supposed to be doing, yeah. you know. And the one thing I will say overall before I ask both of you what you thought of Sarah was <laughs> that this wasn't filled with names. And a lot of times, like, I think that – I might be wrong, but I feel like the Rocky Horror and the Grease productions, I know different networks, but had too many like familiar names and things. And it was like people that weren't necessarily well suited for the the roles that they were cast in. So I was glad that, you know, for Broadway people, there's a lot of people that you recognize, but it's not like, oh, this is NBC. So who can we take from NBC shows that we're going to go ahead and plug into, you know, who would be... Who'd be a, a good pilot? Uh, you know, uh, is uh, Christopher Maloney still on SVU? <laughs> you know, I know he's not. I was just picking right. someone that I knew wouldn't be. But uh, anyway, but back to Sarah Burrells. What did you think, Drexel? Just when you heard about the casting and then actually watching it. Well, I know a lot of my friends had seen Waitress on Broadway, and um, I still haven't seen it, but I know I have some friends in it as well. And, and they all say that Sarah Burrells, in her time that she was in Waitress, was phenomenal. So I, so I was like, okay. All right. If she has, if she has lived up to the Broadway uh, standard of being able to not only lead a show for eight shows a week, um, and have some great feedback from not only the audience but her cast members as well, then yeah, she can do that. And not only from a vocal standpoint, but from an actress standpoint mm-hmm. as well, because they're very different things when you when you have to do both. Like John Legend, great singer, mm-hmm. terrible actor. <laughs> and 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 you know what I mean. But but at the same time, Sarah came out and she was like, "I'm gonna be a great singer." And I'm going to cry at the end of this. Yeah. I'm going to single tear this on my way out. And that's what you're going to remember. Yeah. You know, and so um, I think they did a lot of they did a lot of pushing us on Sarah Bareilles over the over the course of the advertising. Yeah. Just so that we could um, like her. Right. um, By the time that we got to the show. Uh, so we wasn't just like, hey, it's Sarah Bareilles doing a show. Oh, hey, it's Sarah Bareilles acting and she's doing a show at the same time. So I think that that, that did her a favor, uh, having us see her as many times as we did during the advertising over the past few weeks. What did you think of her uh, performance? I loved her. She was um, one of my favorite performances consistently. Uh, and yeah, she was definitely the highlight in a lot of scenes with John and his Jesus. Um, it was nice to see her there actually reacting to things that are going on around them and, and engaging with the other characters. Uh, but I mean, I've always known that she had a great voice, but I think she, this is, this is probably the, the difference that, that really hurt John is he has a very, he, he, he has a very, his own style of how he sings. He's had a long singing career. He's written lots of songs. He sings in a very specific way. And it it's hard to meld that to another character. Whereas I think Sarah, probably because of the of the Broadway that she's already done, um, I think she 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 really got in the character. She was really acting, and in that performance, uh, you know, when she throws her hands up, it's I really feel like she's like I I don't know what to do. I don't know how to love him. I've never been in the situation before. Where she could and have it, been like, why did he just leave the stage? <laughs> Why is he wearing that? Why, why did he leave? <laughs> uh, but I, I really I enjoyed her a lot. She killed it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I, I, if, if we're ranking people, she's uh, right up there. I would she's say. my number two. After Judas. 
Oh, no. She's my number three. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your number one? Pilot is my number Pilot, one. Pilot, I thought, was good. I thought he crushed Daniels. it. I thought he um, crushed the, the first part of the song and all, all three It, it was interesting because, was to me, I was just like... It's not Gary Oldman, is it? But I, it was like I got—I know I got like a, like not you know not Winston Churchill, but like Commissioner Gordon. You know, I got like a Gary Oldman vibe from this guy, and I'm like, so what? What should I know Ben Daniels from? Because I guess I'm an idiot. nothing. Okay, great. Uh, he is a British actor. However, he did. I was looking down his credits. He did. Uh, um, the da- Dangerous Liaisons, basically, with Laura Linney a few years ago. Okay, sure. Um, and but I didn't know he was a vocalist. And I was like, okay. There were a couple of questionable choices yeah. that he made as pilot because at one point he was very serious, and then at one point he got comical. And I was like, so which one? Is, which 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 pilot are you going to play? Are you going to play the more heritage pilot, or are right. you going to play the the? Um, yeah, and the, it's the, during that when that he like part got of, down on his knee yeah. and he was like, and I was like, okay, pick a lane. <laughs> <laughs> and stick with it, and because sure you're you're doing because you're doing great, well, which is fine, but like, don't make a big show because you haven't been making a show about it the whole time. Yeah, you know, like now you're on your. It's, it was it was a lot. He was great though. I, I did like. I mean, Pilot's Dream is one of my favorite songs, and um, and Thirty Nine Lashes. I mean, I sure. think you you can't beat that. Uh, so what was it? Was there something in particular? Was there a moment where you're like, oh, I really like this, or just uh, I think it, it was, was even in, in just Pilot's Dream. Just from there, I was like, oh, okay, this is really cool because that's not really it's not really one of the songs that I. It's set. not usually a standout. It's I not agree. karaoke to that. I don't think of it. Let's go right after <laughs> right this. Right after this. Nate I, can't because he's got to do four more yeah, shows. Can, but yeah, I, I'm sorry I've clocked in. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then I. it's weird though because I really liked the 40 Lashes um, at, at like until like 27. And then I was like... <laughs> Too many right. Lashes. No, I mean, it's important to do all 40, but like... I just feel like they just got sorry one grow on. (laughs) I like to round up. Okay, come on. Well, that's funny because it was not funny, but I was thinking about watching that part, and I was just like, I'm like, yeah, there are times where I could imagine watching this with my kid, and I'm like, this ain't it, you know? (laughs) It's like, it's like, hey, why, why are they beating Jesus? And like, you know, there's, there's, that's really kind of the question about the whole show. So if you're gonna ask, uh, I mean, I guess it should be there and. Uh, one of those moments where I'm glad that uh, Judas's suicide, uh, you know, was just we sort of see the ladder fall. And I'm like, good, because I'll tell you about the movie version. Seeing that as a kid, that was messed up. Well, I should not what, have seen that. I as was a kid. really <clears throat> upset about that, that they didn't that they just showed the ladder and that they didn't really. I think network I mean, TV. I know. I know. And everybody knows what happens, but. And maybe and maybe it's because I was scarred as a child from watching the Can movie. Can you imagine if somebody's sort of watching thing? right now? They're like, "Wait, I no, what happens?" Like, <laughs> I I thought that you could see something in the arena. Oh, okay, uh, probably but not on the other on, but side, but not on the TV. Oh, interesting. So I, I think I, I saw shadows of like his legs. I'm but... surprised you didn't. They didn't even drop like dummy legs down. Yeah, you know something that we could actually visualize. Like, oh, that happened. Not just a ladder falling. Um, and then they cut to commercial really fast. So. I was really surprised that we did not see more. Of well, that let's talk stuff. about sort of the the arena and the setting because <laughs> once I found out they were doing it in New York, I didn't even look into where it was, and you know, I didn't know any of that. Once I was like, "Oh, I, I'm not going to go to it." All right, I don't care. Uh, and so, I mean, I, I figured there was going to be an audience, but I think some of the ones that they've done haven't had an audience. This Greece one, did. yeah, Greece did, yes. yeah, and they they really implemented a lot. But I feel like um, Sound of Music did not. No. 
Um, I think you might have heard them leaving halfway through. I'm, <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm kind of teasing. Um, but uh, so, and I, I mean, because this is, you know, it's billed as, you know, the concert version of it, it's the performance. So I like that there was that huge crowd, you the know. The mosh pit was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and and yeah, I mean, and there's a moment where he's. It's funny because I, I when I was taking notes, it was it reminded me, you know, when when Jesus is doing the rock star thing and all the high fives, and it reminds me of when Jay Leno hosted the Tonight Show, and every night he'd come out and he'd give high fives yeah. to everybody down in the audience. It's like it's like Leno Christ superstar. Good for you. Uh, I thought it was they they utilized the crowd though, and I mean, we really heard them. Um, and I don't know, like I was saying before, the the sort of wide open like warehouse space is consistent with a lot of the way that I've seen it. You know, I mean, you'll use a, a Broadway stage to make it look like that. Um, some people, I think, were underwhelmed by the staging, you know, sort of just how sparse it was. The fact that it's like, oh, so they're doing this in a warehouse, huh? Uh, what did you think, Drexel? Um, well, first of all, uh, Jason uh, Ardzon West, who did the set design, uh, also had done Lana Del Rey's tour as well as Adele's tour. So he is no no... Um, no stranger to arena style um, uh, uh, sets, and so I just thought it. Was, I love a good scaffolding. <laughs> I, I do love too. scaffolding. I mean, Hamilton's got you know that kind of bear, that bear set. Rent had that kind of same scaffolding set. So I loved something where you have to kind of. It would take like you have as an audience use member have to use your imagination instead of me instead of us you, you know the, the set designer giving you everything um, because Jesus Christ Superstar is what it is um, but I thought it was great I mean the flyout at the end was beautiful they were at the Brooklyn Armory um, so they bust people down and then uh, all the all the audience members down so I, I I thought that NBC figured out what they need to do going forward because next is Bye Bye Birdie. Uh, Fox figured out what they need to do for rent, um, and and what what will and will not work because they cannot go back to just a stale, you know, live show without without an audience. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense that the initial ones were done that way because like I don't know how much we want to spend on this. You know, let's see how it does. And and yeah, I think bigger is definitely better in this sense. What did you think of? I the- think thematically it makes sense though too for this show for there to be a big crowd that's going nuts for Jesus, John Legend, whatever. Um, <laughs> so I think they played a lot in that regard. Hopefully, if they do another one of these with a big crowd, that they incorporate it in some way because that is one of the things about live performances that makes it so unique is that you have that energy every show is different and you're kind of feeding off of that um did are we it felt like some of these parts were recorded you know i haven't read anything about that you did ask before we started and i did a quick google search and i haven't seen that that doesn't mean it's it's not out there i just didn't find it um i wonder if you know there there was some sweetened recorded tracks for our feed for the right. west coast feed yeah and uh, I, yeah and i even wa- i didn't even watch it live i watched it after yeah so i watched it then, i watched it, it on the nbc been... app uh, and just cuz i figured it would be you know just easier to get through it that way but uh yeah so we do get that a lot actually you know because we're on the west coast you know if, if anything goes wrong we don't get to see it you know so um it's a good question uh it there were a couple of moments that felt maybe but uh i don't know i i it's when something you know here's the thing it's not one of those where we all watch it and we're like oh yeah well i mean obviously there was a lot so if they did it it was probably in key spots and well done um the fact that we're even 
wondering, I guess, if they did it, then they did it right. Um, but I wonder, I wonder if anybody watching uh, right now has any inside information in that. Go ahead, let us know in the chat, or you can uh, reach out to us on social media. We will be happy to continue the conversation. And speaking of conversations, I'd like to talk about our own superstar. Want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of your life? For those who do, have we got the podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. From health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more, let our Maria be the big sister you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment, and when you do, let Maria know that it was us who sent you there. That's right. The AfterBuzz TV special events coverage, Jesus Christ Superstar, sent you there. Please be specific. Yes. Conversations with Maria Menounos, podcast edition. Check it out. She has uh, great guests on that show. She'll also have uh, some AfterBuzzers. <clears throat> Maybe I've been on that show a couple times, but whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, check it out. We all love Maria and... Uh, who knows what you can take away from it? Um, like I said, she's our superstar. She is. Um, speaking of superstars, uh, I, for those watching on YouTube, I am making no bones about why I was most excited about this production. Uh, and my favorite standout moment is Alice Cooper as King Herod, whom he has done the role before. It was, I think, the 25th anniversary cast recording, and that's where I've heard it before. And as Nate and I were saying before the show, it was done better. He was probably only 45 at that point. He is 70 now. God bless him. But, <laughs> interesting turn of phrase for this show, but yes, God bless him. Uh, but I had never seen him do it before. And I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, first concert I ever saw, Alice Cooper in 1990. That's just a little inside information. Nice. Uh, he, uh, I thought... He, it, it, there's a few different ways to do the role of Herod. There's the way that we see him in the movie. Uh, I have seen a very game show host version. And w the production that I saw with Ted Neely, it was like almost like borderline stoner dude, like Seth Rogen type in a bathrobe. And it was just like, you know, amuse me. And, and uh, I like this sort of big, you know, carnival barker combination game show host, you know, greatest showman on earth, all, all of that in the sparkly jacket. And just the way that as a rock star, he just milks every drop out of the audience. You know, he does all the things that a rock star would do, but it's just like, well, that's, that's King Herod. So um, I am very biased, but I thought it was really fun. I love the whole production. I love the girls that came out and uh, you know, I, I feel like, him sort of mugging for the crowd probably dragged an extra 30 to 45 seconds, maybe even two minutes out of the, the performance. But, uh, Nate, what were your thoughts on Alice Cooper as King Herod? Um, it was good. I, I enjoyed the performance. I think I would have liked somebody who could have given us a little bit more. I think it's a really upbeat number. Um, it's one of my standout tracks. Uh, and it just felt really subdued. The dancers are a nice touch. A nice touch. Sorry, it's been a long day. My mouth is. <laughs> You've done me. so much talking today. Yeah, <laughs> my mouth is protesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just felt like it. It could have been a bigger number, a bigger show. 
than it was. But I did like his vocal performance. I think it's a good role for him. I know why they did it, especially with the past. And I listened to the old recording yeah. uh, the other day before I even watched the show because I was I was looking through the songs. Like, Holy crap, Alice Cooper did a recording, yeah. um, which was cool. I just don't – I'm really hoping that as they get further into this, they will get more and more people who do musicals, theater actors, and, and people from Broadway and, and less novelty star attract. Yeah. I know they have to get people to come watch, but like it's if it's at a detriment of the performance of the show, I don't think seven-year-old Alice Cooper should be King Herod. Right. I think that there's a lot of, you know, things at work there. One, he is a devout Christian and I'm sure he very much wanted this. And if you've seen the documentary Supermensch about uh, his manager, Shep Gordon, Shep probably got on the phone with some people and were like, yes, yeah, so this is going to happen. And uh, uh, but I, 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 you know, I understand how maybe people might have not have been as excited as I was. But uh, I, I'm sure that when he heard it was happening, he's like, so I'm going to be in that. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think. Like I was saying, there were less gimmick casting than I thought we might have gotten for this. Yeah. He was definitely a gimmick casting. You know, he's not really going to reach that many people. You know, it's not like it's not like you had David Lee Roth in his prime, you know, because then you would have gotten a lot of it, which, right. by the way, would be amazing. Even Alice As, Cooper in his prime. That's true. Yeah. It would have been spectacular. Although his voice kind of always sounded like this. It's right. just there was more energy to right. it. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's I'm, I'm not – I think his vocal performance was good. Yeah. It, it's just – I. He, just the way that he came down yeah. the stairs. And I mean, he's 70. Like, he can only move so much. Yeah. It's a musical. Everyone else is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even the even the guy who had just gotten 39 lashes moved better. Right. But, um, Drexel, what did you think of Alice Cooper's King Herod? I, I, I um, am biased because the King Herod that was in when I did it was great. And, and I've seen some really great King Herods before. But um, I thought that Alice Cooper, from a casting perspective, was great for people who are really fans of the 70s version of the musical. Because we had so many... We had John Legend and Sarah Bareilles, who a, a different generation probably don't have a clue about. But yeah. having Alice Cooper there brought brought that part of the generation to the show. Like, oh, Alice Cooper's doing it, so maybe I'll watch it. Uh, that John Legend, that uh, Sarah Bareilles, I don't know these people that well, but I do know Alice Cooper, so I'm going to watch it. So I think, like... That worked for that piece of it. I thought that they could have given Alice Cooper a little bit more. Like, if he wasn't going to move, then make the set move. Right. You know, like, like make the lights dance a little more. Give him, give him, enhance his performance a little more. Something that he probably can't do, you know, because he kind of walked and yeah. he walked around the girls. He let the girls walk around him. Like, you got to you gotta do one or the other. should double and, down, <clears throat> get him a big fancy throne. Right. And then just have add more dancers. And right. Like, that could have been, because that's that's the that's one of the, you know, it's not the 11 o'clock number, but it is like the, you know, like the, like the intermission. It's not the intermission. It's like almost like yeah, the, 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 that, you know, it's like yeah. that, that number. Of, no, but there's it's, a lot of heavy stuff. Yeah. It's, it's the it's last big number. It's, number. it's the last fun you have for yeah. a while. And I mean, it, I guess the Judas number at the end, it's sort of a, you know, right. it's up to you as to how fun that is. The <laughs> performance is great. Right. You know, the energy is always high, but yeah, you, you have some really serious stuff after that. So I think it, it's an important part of the show. Yeah. Um, Again, a dis a directorial 
disservice to the actor that's playing it because if you know that your actor is unable right. to handle something, not that Alice Cooper is unable, but, but is, is going to play it a certain way, and for the television it needs to be something different, even for a stage, because everything has to be bigger for the stage, then everything around it has to be bigger. You can't just put four girls around them and think that's going to enhance a performance, like it's because it's not going to do that. It depends on the four girls, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> he did have a sweet suit, though. Yeah, I, I, I think he's going to probably try and keep that suit. He I probably has. His he's probably not there. He's yeah. probably he right just there. showed up when, wearing that, and they're like... He, all right. <laughs> That's true. But he, when he goes out on tour, he might uh, be wearing that this summer. Uh, in a, sort of our, our last few minutes here, let's kind of talk about, on the whole, what worked versus what didn't. I think, and again, because we're on the West Coast, maybe we got less of it, but there were still some some jerky camera movements, but there were some really cool overhead shots that they got that I would have liked more, but... Maybe if we saw it on the East Coast feed, we would have seen them go badly. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think, to what Drexel was saying earlier, what we need them to do is learn from this for future musicals and just go big, you know? And I think this one sort of worked as a good transition where because it, you can get away with the sparse sets. So, you know, by, by my baby, you're not going to do it where it looks like a warehouse, you know? It, <laughs> right, you right. have to actually really you know, have, have the visuals that go with it. Um, and from just from an aesthetic, just from what you <clears throat> saw, uh, what were some of the things that stood out, good or bad, for you, Drexel? Um, one of the things they did a little bit differently was the way that they did the temple yeah. um, with the glitter. I was not expecting that. No. Um, I, I don't I, I have not decided if I liked it or if I didn't like it. I thought I was, I was gonna I th- say I've decided I didn't I, like I, it. I think I didn't like it for the sake of the crew. Um, who had to clean that? Had to clean that up in the in the in the commercial break. Um, but I because but I, because I think that was the only thing that was really different. Um, because they used so they started out. What didn't make sense to me was they started out with the table down the down the center, yeah, and then. They didn't use the table as much as they should have. Like so, why why make the table a center central theme if you're not going to use it throughout the whole show? If it's not going to become part of the parts of the set? Other yeah, there than- are times where you see it. You see it in the temple. You see it when uh, Caiaphas is there. There's a few key moments yeah. where you do see it, yeah. but you don't get it all the way throughout. And so I, yeah. you're like, so what's the point of having it? What's the point of the cast going out of the way to move it if you are not going to use it? I think that has to do more with the overall sense of the theme and this is what i got maybe this is just because the movie is my main reference but it's not we're not seeing these actions play out we're seeing a reenactment of these actions play out and i think that's how he's gotten around this way of it being uh like really sacrilegious which i'm sure a lot of people still think it is it's not a, he's not saying that this is what happened he's saying that well what if this is what happened what if this is why Judas did what he did. What if Jesus was thinking about these things and, and et cetera. And so within that, we see them coming and spray painting the Jesus and, and breaking up the table and getting ready for the overture and the first song, setting everything up to be like, all right, this is what we're going to talk about today. At least that's how I saw it. Right. Well, the key always <laughs> is, is that it is, yes. What if it was this way, but it's also from Judas's perspective. So it's like, this is, this is how he saw it. So, you know, it's it's a very biased account uh, in, in that respect. But, yeah, I, I think to what Drexel was saying about the temple, 
Uh, I remember, uh, I don't even need to look. I know the note that I took. <laughs> it was like if middle schoolers had to design what like a Coke party looked like, just throwing the glitter around right. like, yeah, this is it, right? <laughs> this is what like, you know, is debauchery. And uh, it, I don't know what it looked like on the stage, but uh, on TV, I was like, well, the glitter uh, sparkled nice, but uh, yeah. no, this didn't. And that is one of my favorite songs uh, from the show is The Temple. Yeah. Uh, but uh, And it's hard because he didn't even like vo- – like vocally, he just wasn't there on The Temple either. And, and so no, that was just – that was where I was – that's where he really let me down before I, even gets me. Yeah, that's I, true. I, yeah. One of the things I, I did want to bring up because we've talked a lot about the some of the big – problem areas but i think going back from a casting perspective because i know a lot of people have been saying like oh i wish they had a broadway performance in it and they need more i'm like the entire cast except for two people were broadway came from broadway at some right point. so so and, except for john legend and alice cooper, except for yeah. john legend and alice cooper um because norm lewis was amazing there were some questionable low notes but was he, he was amazing oh, he was caiaphas okay. um um uh, jason tam who did a chorus line in les mis and 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 uh um, if then and a whole bunch of stuff uh, was Peter, you know, it, w- could you start again, please was great. Um, but my standout was Jin Ha, who was from M Butterfly from last year, who was Annis, because Annis is such a it's such a um, underrated role. Um, and it's such a fun role because he's really the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's <laughs> yeah. really the nasty one. Caiaphas, nasty, whatever. Annis. Yeah, he's like the Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like the one. I can't believe it took, I can't believe it took you until almost the end of the show to uh, make a, a Trump comparison. You know, but, he, uh, yeah, he's the Kellyanne. He's the Kellyanne Conway, and, and he's just so nasty. And but it's so good. And Jin Ha played a really good Annis, and and so it's it's. I, I wish more people were talking about the ensemble because they killed it. Um, even the even the even like the the orchestra was thirty two people, uh, including the kid from School of Rock who was the lead guitarist. Um, he was great. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you mentioned care. him. I forgot to mention that in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, uh, School of Rock the musical, and uh, you know just everything. I mean, those everybody around John. Thank God for everybody around John Legend because they killed it. The or, band killed it. Or thank Jesus. Or thank you Jesus. Uh, I thought that uh, the. Vocal and performance was great for the ensemble. Um, I thought that the wardrobe and styling was an interesting choice. Um, my note here from when I watched it was it looks like they took the musical fame and set it in like a post-apocalyptic like nuclear holocaust, you know, where it's just like, oh, this is the future version of fame. And I was just like, it's a choice. Because you know fame will be the next musical on somebody's hey. list. They're going to live forever, okay? <laughs> I'd rather see fame than Bye Bye Birdie. That, uh, oh, yeah, that's true. But it's Jennifer Lopez and Bye Bye Birdie. But, oh, that doesn't oh, yeah. help. Yeah. Oh. Um, um, Yikes. But, the, but, the, but, but the, the costume designer had won the Emmy for Hairspray. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, it was fine, you know, but... <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it looked like the time. I well, didn't like Judas, Judas's leather. And I didn't like Jesus's robe, and those are like the two main characters. So I would have liked to throw back to Carl Anderson's like it's going to be a know, fail. Like, oh, that yeah. was yeah, that was a great look. I would have loved a good like a good throwback to people who loved it the was movie like they in went, that yeah. performance. They went a movie. half. It was like a halfway throwback with a lot of designs where it was like retro esque, but like clearly new retro. 
It was interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, let's uh, wind it up here and say, you know, in the future, uh, would you watch any portion of this again? Would you look up specific songs? You know, my wife was talking to me about it. She's seen the show with me a few times and she doesn't have time to watch it. You know, between work and two kids. So she's like, all right, I'm going to look for a few songs. And I told her, you know, which ones. Um, I I will certainly watch Alice Cooper's King Herod again. Uh, and there are a couple other things that I'd like to see. But if I want to see the show, I'm still going to go to the movie. I mean, I, if there were a touring company, you know, in L.A. again, I'd probably check it out because I love the show so much. But my default is still going to be the movie. Uh, Drexel, is there something that you can think of from this show? They're like, you know, I, I would... Maybe if if I wanted to hear that song, I would like to see it from this version again. Or does nothing really stand out in that way? Um, I I uh, the overture was amazing. Um, I think Superstar at the end of Brandon Dixon was great. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there was a lot of songs in the middle that I'd be like, like if I really wanted to listen to John Legend, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, but if I, I want like, to listen to John Legend, John not, Legend, like, if I want to listen to John Legend, I'm going to listen to you know John Legend. But like, music, if you're yeah. like, you know, I really want a good musical right now, but I also want to listen to John Legend. <laughs> and if you needed both of them at the same time, you could say, yeah, I'm going to go listen to Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, and, and but I yeah, here's the thing. I, I know we've talked a lot bad about <laughs> not as much positive stuff about John Legend. It is probably the hardest. thing he's ever done oh, yeah for and sure. so like and you for know, him to be willing to take to, it on right. yeah and so how does john legend for, for that kind of stuff i he think definitely that, put a lot of work into it too. i think that as fans like we're looking at it from a critical like here is you know what they probably could have done better and why would they do it like that and i think i'm sure there are a lot of people out there and a lot of a lot of folks that i've seen on social media um even the reviews and i was talking to somebody about that today the reviews made John Legend an afterthought. Variety, New York Times, like they all made John Legend a little afterthought, um, which I was surprised about because yeah. like they wrote a whole article and then John, a paragraph about John Legend at the bottom of the article. So, um, you know, I, I don't know that I would go back and watch it again. Uh, what about you, Nate? Anything that you think, you know, would you want to check out anything I mean, again or did you just probably, go back to the I mean, I, I could see myself watching it with someone who hasn't seen it, yeah. who wanted to see it. But just like you said, if I re- if I really wanted to watch it, I would watch the movie. So this doesn't. I don't know. I may no. no <laughs> may, may it not. needs to do with the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, I would. Oh, I would if, love to go. I would. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, would go, I would go. I, I would go. Yeah. That's that's go. one of the. Yeah. I mean, there's with some Alice of those. Cooper. Well, obviously, <laughs> there are some of those that they've done where I'm like, oh, maybe I would check out that show. This is the one where I'm like, I don't care what day of the week it is. I'm gonna go. Uh, anyway, let us know what you thought. Uh, you can reach out to all of us. You can, of course, comment on this video archived on YouTube. But you can tweet me at Christian DMZ. Drexel, where do people find you? At Drexel Heard. And Nate, where do people find you, you other than in a few minutes on the next after show? You can find me <laughs> on all social media at Dog Like Nate. That's Dog with two Gs. All right. Well, thanks so much. Thanks to everybody. And uh, we really appreciate you spending the time with us. And uh, keep an eye out for us. You'll see us on all other sorts of shows here at After Buzz. Thanks, everyone. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. They do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 